Hi guys and welcome to episode 25 of the In The Hub podcast, brought to you by Playbox Technology UK. In this week's episode, we speak to director, producer, photographer and all-round visual content creator, Mark Pengeli. Mark's career has seen him work on some incredible award-winning projects in over 50 countries across the world. We really hope that you enjoy this episode. Good morning, Mark. Welcome to the In The Hub podcast. How are you doing today? Good morning, Neil. Good. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks for uh, for inviting me on. No, of course. Thanks for coming on. Um, so I think we'll just launch straight into the questions then, if that's okay with you, Mark. Okay, yeah. yeah. Awesome. So, Mark, how did you actually get started with filming and photography? Okay, so oh, 25 years I've been at it now. God, it makes me feel an old man. Um, <laughs> I think if you've got to be doing anything for 25 years, you've got to have a real passion for it. So, yeah, a passion for film, photography, stills, the, the moving image. Um, I had from, yeah, really quite sort of early on um, as a kid playing around in my grandma's Kodak Brownie and watching, you know, the black and white films on a, on a Sunday. Uh, it really sort of stoked, stoked that passion. And then, well, I wasn't much of an academic growing up. Uh, I much preferred to be out doing things and working with my hands. My, my first round of college wasn't too successful, but because of that, um, I, I just went and studied what I'd done well in at, at GCSEs, which was business, art and, and graphic design. I, I wasn't really aware you could do courses in film and photography back, um, back then. I grew up in the suburbs. It, it was nice, but it, it's not the most inspiring um, <laughs> place no you're right um yeah. there's some good colleges and universities nearby but yeah it, it was sort of I, I didn't have that sort of um grounding straight away so yeah I, I dropped out of college the first time around spent some time traveling uh, and working um and I, I suppose it was that travel that sort of really broadened my mind and, and really sort of brought um uh, photography to me I think it's sort of one of the best educations you you can have. I, I still do, you know, just to get out there and and see see real life. Yeah. So I started looking at a lot of photography books. Um, the the Magnum um, photography books were, were a huge sort of influence. Magnum was a collective of international photographers that that came together after World War Two. I suppose it was one of the sort of very first agencies or, or cooperatives. So you can imagine these guys work from from shooting all around the world in the in the 1930s and 1940s. It's just extraordinary. I urge anyone into the visual arts to to check out their archives. It, you know, we think we're going through a, a difficult time now, and, and we are, but it, it really helps put it into perspective. Um, a sort of quite recent, shocking, and, and brutal period of the of the world's history. So, so yeah, so I went back into, back into college, uh, studied media, TV production, photography, uh, and then went into an uh, undergraduate uh, degree in, in film photography and, uh, and television, um, and, uh, and then moved into to London, worked for various studios, production companies, uh, doing everything, driving, painting studios, delivering equipment, cleaning, you know, uh, servicing cameras, tripods, lenses, um, ended up with one of London's leading uh, uh, rental equipment rental companies, which is quite a sort of well-worn path, you know, in, in, into that, that side of the industry. 
Um, so I did sort of five years of them, worked up to director of photography, going out on a, a lot of different uh, content around the around the world. Um, and yeah, went freelance about 15 years ago. It's that, that leaping into freelance that a lot of people find obviously daunting and really challenging. Was, was that always going to be the kind of end goal for you, was it? Or was it, you know, more of just a, a, a spare of the moment decision? It, it is very daunting. It, it's not a sort of a step. I, I don't think when you start off, you have that in your mind, but I, I, I don't really know the figures. I, I'd guess 80% of, of production work is on a freelance basis these days. You know, even even back with the, the camera firm that I used to work for, I, I, I don't think they or many others in London now keep a, a full-time crew on board. It, it, just, it just wouldn't make economic sense. You know, there's so many freelancers out there. So, you know, you pick, um, you know, it's all short contract, job by job, which has obviously got huge benefits and, and huge disadvantages. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, it, it, some days you just sort of wish you're in a secure full-time. Yes, 100%. Um, and, then, and then others, you know, you just sort of, you know, love the freedom um, of freelance life. So, Mark, you pretty much already answered this one, but, you know, is this the only industry for you? And what makes the art of visual content creation so appealing for you? So, yeah, it, you know, that passion, you, you never get bored of it. Um, like I just mentioned, it's the sheer diversity of, uh, of areas that, that you can work in. I, I've been really lucky. We, you know, we're out on oh, every sort of different area, uh, news, sports, music, arts, world, travel, um, reality TV, virtual reality, feature films, television drama, commercials, you know, really sort of did get a, a great sort of grounding across, um, you know, every every aspect of the, the industry. Um, so, yeah, you never get bored by it. Always um, something different. And just moving more to kind of like industry trends and industry news, how do you think the traditional film industry is coping with the boom of streaming and digital video? Do you think that film will ever be the same again? I think it's coping very well. Um, we've never, never had such a multitude of, of platforms to, to watch content on. Yeah. The, the, obviously, COVID restrictions have had us watching far more of it. Um, I'd say we're better catered to now than than at any po- point in history, um, but perhaps too well. We're we're sort of at that point where <laughs> you you can literally watch anything ever made ever yeah. at, at the click of a button. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, film itself will evolve. I think people will still go to traditional cinemas and uh, multiplexes. Uh, perhaps not in the same numbers. It is very interesting to see the, 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 the big blockbuster studios now coming straight to streaming. Um, and it would be interesting to see if that continues post, post-COVID. Um, I think it will, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy, isn't it? It's, it's almost like in my mind, I'm thinking it might be even too easy now to get access to, to new titles and stuff like that. It almost feels like you're not putting in the work to go and see it it's almost like it's just there for you now do you know what I mean it's uh yeah, 100% I'm sure we've all had that moment at, at night like I say you can <laughs> yeah. watch anything ever made ever uh, and it's the the classic question so uh, what do we want to watch <laughs> yeah, it's an abundance of choice isn't it I almost feel guilty now um <laughs> so a bit of a tough question Matt but we'll, we'll kind of run back to your career is there a particular project that you've worked on that stands out for you and, and why is that um 
Okay, so yeah, I, I've been really very fortunate. Um, I've, I've worked all across the, the globe. Um, I've worked a lot in, in Africa and Asia um, for the NGOs, uh, non, non-governmental organisations or, or charities. Um, I've worked for WaterAid, uh, the Red Cross, Save the Children, Plan International, Plan UK, um, across yeah, a, lot, a lot of Africa, Ethiopia, Nigeria, Malawi, Mozambique, Mali, Ghana, Sierra Leone, uh, Kyrgyzstan in Central Asia. Shooting a lot of fundraising documentaries, television commercials, stills campaigns, sort of celebrity endorsements. Um, uh, like stunning countries uh, and, yeah. and continent, uh, warmest people in the world, you know, really, really touched my heart over the years. It, you know, some of them have brutal poverty and lack of government support. So it, it makes the, the NGOs work so, so important. Mm-hmm. To see the sort of change between a, a pre and a post intervention village, which has had access to clean water, sanitation, hygiene, education, you know, basic, basic stuff is, is a sight to behold. It's a remarkable transformation um, that, that immediately helps lives, you know, especially yeah. women and children um, but for, for very not much money at all. And then on the on the flip side of that, I've, I've you know again I've been very lucky. I've done sort of behind the scenes um, publicity on, on quite a, a number of big movies. Um, the, the standouts were were Everest and Expendables Three, 2013, 2014. Uh, I, I mean Everest was was amazing. We were you know trekking up through the Himalayas, you know flying through the valleys in, in helicopters, yeah. landing in remote mountain monasteries it, it was nothing short of um of magical and and then expendables free ju- just for its sheer star factor you know guns explosions tanks choppers you, you couldn't move on that set without bumping into a, a mega star you know stallone schwarzenegger mel gibson antonio yeah. banderas oh, with the that. snipes it, it it was insane yeah. fun it's almost a dream come true there um, mm. But yeah, it's 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 great that you've obviously been to so many different locations, and like you said earlier, you know, travel being the foundation of, of what inspires you. Because um, oftentimes you can get a little bit bogged down being in the UK, can't you? And uh, seeing the same old scenery all the time. I think that's more more relevant now than than ever. I mean, I think it'll be a little while before we can get to travel again like that yeah, and yeah. um and i think that new technologies mean perhaps we don't need to travel as as far as yeah yes. you know this this current crisis is just uh it's just very much proven yeah and i think yeah going along the lines of, of technology and technological advancements you know i imagine the film set nowadays the film set environment looks a lot different to probably how it used to look about 20 years ago you know is all of this new technology making film production more simple or is it just adding more confusion to the mix, in your opinion? <laughs> um, both. It, it, it's like our smartphones, you know, they, they make life a lot easier. Don't they? Banking, communication, navigation, uh, et cetera, and you know, certainly less time consuming. But it, there's definitely a payoff for that ease, isn't there? I think with the smartphones, it's, it's your personal data, you know, that you're selling off. But it, it, in terms of moving image and, and stills, tech it's just evolving at a, a staggering pace um it doesn't show any sign of stopping you're, you're always learning there's always more knowledge to be gained you know there's new cameras new lights platforms codecs you you, you sort of need to be on yeah. on top of it so 
yeah, it, it, it can be extremely confusing. When I started, you know, shooting stills, it was just on 35 mil, millimeter film. I, you know, there were just a couple of digital cameras out. Um, it, it had been around since the early 90s, but it didn't really take off until um, sort of early, early 2000s. You know, but back then yeah. we were looking at, what, three to six megapixel. <laughs> yeah. Those cameras. I, I remember, um, yeah. Two now, 40 plus phase one. I think I've got 150 megapixel cameras. So, oh, and it, it's the same in television and film. You know, even as late as 2008, mm-hmm. some shows were still shooting in standard definition. Yeah. Um, whopping 720 by 576 pixels. <laughs> So, yeah, it's really in this last decade that it's gone supersonic, you know, 2K, 4K, 8K, you know, they're now shooting on some features. I think 4K is is fast becoming the new norm. Everyone's got a a, a 4K telly now. And and as web streaming becomes faster, I think that's the next hurdle. You'll you'll really start seeing the rise in in web-based 4K. Um, There's a fair bit already on Vimeo, YouTube, Netflix, Premiere. Um, so if if you've got a 4k screen it's uh, yeah it's definitely worth checking out and uh, kind of branching off that a little bit in your line of work whether it be stills or moving image where do you find that most of your time is spent in the field actually shooting the stuff or in the editing suite uh it it depends on the job mostly i'm in the field um but but with all that new tech uh you can easily spend many more hours in in the edit or data management data transfer all. Um, I did a, a 360 VR shoot a couple of weeks ago and, and spent a day shooting and two days data managing and transferring. So it all it all really sort of easily adds up just the sheer amount of, of data that the cameras shoot, um, which is why, you know, on set stills or a film set these days, you know, you have a specific department now, um, you know, dedicated to, to just doing that, that data management. It's... Uh, it can be huge, you know, sort of thousands of terabytes. Yeah, yeah. Do you enjoy every process of it? So obviously I know in the field it's probably really exhilarating, but thinking back to when you used to, you know, go and edit, did, do you enjoy every aspect of, of the process? Or, um, I, Yeah, I mean, the data management I can get quite stressful. Um, yeah, I, I imagine, yeah. how uh, everyone has sort of mindsets in a different way. I mean, in the field can obviously be very stressful you know long days and mm-hmm. you know lots of travel and you know equipment um problems and, and whatever yeah. I, I i think yeah it's you know keep keeping a level head keeping logical not rushing so much which which can all be very um difficult in the in the heat of the moment so mark if we could just go off on and talk a little bit about social media what platform do you think is the most valuable for visual content creators in your opinion you know how does this platform complement your creative processes Okay, so I mean, you've got all the the obvious, you know, YouTube, Vimeo, Instagram, Facebook, you know, Netflix, Amazon are, are obviously all strong platforms for for film and video. I, I think it depends on your format. You know, if you, you if you've shot an hour long passion project documentary, I'd say put it on Vimeo. You know, or, or a reel of your best work that you want your peers to see. You know, perhaps Facebook a gorgeous promo or, or commercial uh, on Instagram. But when I was a student, our lecturers really pushed Marshall McClure's The Medium is the Message. Uh, McClure said that back in 1964. He, he was, you know, just focused on the medium of, of that time, which was movies, print and radio. 
Um, but I, I think you can really extend that theory now onto the different strains of, of social media with, with similar connotations. I think as we, we fall further into the, the rabbit hole of social media, um, I, I hope clearer avenues will present themselves for that for that message with a variety of providers. You know, you, you don't, uh, you know, the recent Cambridge Analytica debacle and, and ongoing fake news thing really, you know, puts into question, you know, uh, people of Facebook's dominance, you know, Google perhaps. So, I, you know, I hope that clearer platforms can um, can can sort of win through. Yeah. I think we are seeing a kind of trend in that, aren't we, about, uh, you know, privacy and, and data and, and all that being transparent. Yeah. It was only up until, I guess, the Cambridge Analytica stuff that we almost thought Facebook were doing us a favour, didn't we? And we were, yeah. like, giving all of all of this for free, um, you know, letting us connect with people across the world. And it's, yeah, it always comes at a cost. And in that case, it's it's data, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. I, I think people are really coming onto it now, we're, we're, and which is a great yeah. thing, you know, and you can use those platforms to share that data about those platforms, you know, so it, it's, a, yeah, yeah. A, you know, a, a circle of knowledge. Yeah, it's got to work both ways, hasn't it? So, Mark, this is a question we ask at the end of every podcast. Um, in one word, what do you see as the future of the broadcasting and film industry? Immersive. I mean, definition is something along the lines of a, a screen display generating a, a 3D image which surrounds the user. Virtual reality, VR, it's got, it's got off to a bit of a slow start. Lots of investment from the big boys, Facebook, Google, Apple. But yeah, slow take up of the the at home headsets or on location studio setups. Um, we we were shooting a lot of three D VR content a couple of years ago. It's it's tailored off um, for now. AR or augmented reality is sort of already with us. It's it's in your phone. It's in some of your houses. I think for better or worse, that high tech evolution will continue to assimilate into our lives. Yuval Noah Harari is an author I, I really respect. He did a trilogy of books in the last few years, uh, Sapiens, Homo Deus, and, and 21 Lessons for the, for the 21st Century. He goes into quite sort of frightening and illuminating detail of where it could go in the future. Um, here's a quote for him, which carries on from what we were just talking about. But if you want reliable information, pay good money for it. If you get your news for free, you might well be the product. It just rings true, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then to sort of, you know, to take that back to to the to film and the future of film, uh, I mean, esteemed British director of photography, Roger Deakins, uh, has just gone on record, I think, last week saying that most mainstream films will be created in computer in the next 10 or 20 years. It, animation and live action will, will merge. Yeah. And, and he means everything, actors, locations, lighting. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's from one of the most in-demand cinematographers in the world, so... On that note, you know, flipping back to to that to how I started, I, I think if you're young now and you want to be a you know film director, cinematographer, and editor, I, I'd say maybe you'd be better looking at computer science degrees yeah. than than, a, than a, a practical film yeah. one. You know, still with your passion for for the arts, you know, tech is evolving at at, at such a such a fast rate. Um, I mean, this evening, quarter past seven, sorry to, to date this piece, but we're landing on Mars again tonight. Yes. Yeah. You know, NASA is uh, 
landing. So, you know, I'm really excited about yeah. that. I'm going to watch it live. Hopefully it touches down. Yeah. Touches down okay. But, uh, you know, extraordinary uh, example of human ingenuity and, uh, um, and where we're we're going you know Definitely. 20 years time yeah i can't i can't imagine there's there's signs of where we will be where mm-hmm. will traditional stills and moving image be yeah i think far far more based in in the virtual or computer not to say it, it it's gonna um will ever die off you know people will always want to document oh, you know, their moment and what what's in front of them you know it's a, a human moment Right. Because yeah, I, I yeah, thinking back now, it's um at the moment, you know, massive resurgence in thirty-five millimeter, you know, photography, and I mean, even people buying disposable cameras still just just to have something to print out and put on their wall yeah. or keep. Yeah, yeah. So I completely agree. I think there's always going to be a space for for that. Um, but we 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 really can't say where we'll be in the next twenty years, can we? It's uh, anyone's guess interesting times as i say frightening and illuminating at the same time yes i think it's easy to to be down sometimes and especially down at the moment you know about what's sort of happening and you know across the whole world but i i I think you know on a positive note we're we're heading in the right situation you know the the recent the the speed of the the vaccine that's come out mars landing tonight and you know all these technologies (laughs) there's never a better time for for um science um for, for chemistry yeah. medicine um and 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 film and photographic and media production you know it's i think it's using this technology to its best advantage so it's, it's never a better time for for storytellers and then all those platforms to 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 put those um that that content on it it, it sort of technology democratizes um 20 years ago, you needed a lot of money to, to make a, you know, any kind of film, you know, and now anyone can do it on their phone. You've got camera edit suite, grading suite, um, uh, and marketing um, suite. You've got, you've got an entire Warner Brothers, you know, in, <laughs> in, in your iPhone. Or, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's quite remarkable. Yeah, no one could have seen that coming. So just to finish on then, Mark, is there any exciting projects that you've got in the pipeline that you can talk to us about? Hopefully, fingers crossed. Uh, yeah, so much uncertainty at the moment. Um, but it, yeah, if things make a return to normal, my next big project was uh, the Euros football competition. Uh, it was cancelled last year. Hopefully, it's on this summer. So I'd, I'd be following one of the top flight teams as a as a director of photography on their on their journey through the competition. And then in lockdown, I, I, I passed my Civil Aviation Authority drone qualification. Um, so I've been doing a lot of droning. Hope to have my first commercial shoot on that coming up. I, again, in terms of tech advancement, the drones have gone supersonic in the last five years. They're really, really powerful filmmaking tools. Gonna, could it, like, yeah, 10 years ago, could you picture yourself, you know, manning a drone and that being the bulk of a work on a yeah, shoot? exactly. The, the technology has just turned around so, so quickly now that they fit in your palm, you know, can shoot 4K. It, it, it's extraordinary what, uh, what they can do. Um, but they can be quite dangerous and risky. So, uh, <laughs> yes, you've <laughs> got to remember that sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, hopefully just yesterday I was talking uh, about hopefully um shooting um elephant conservation documentary in zimbabwe uh, as well so okay. yeah awesome. little stuff like that but yeah amazing just really hope that uh, 
we can sort of get back to normal. It, it's been a very difficult time for everyone. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's just sort of hanging in there and and, and looking to a, a bit of a brighter future. Yeah, no, it sounds really good, Mark. So how can people get in touch with you and find out more about anything that you're up to? So please, please check out the uh, my work. It's, it's all on my website, markpengelly.com. The, the spelling will be on the um, the front of your your podcast. Um, all all my details are on there. Email, etc. I'd be really happy to answer any questions anyone has about getting into the industry or what we discussed today. I, I wish this sort of thing was around when I first started out. Um, I think one of the one of the best things you can do is in starting your career is to to talk to people, listen to people that are already doing it. Um, and most people are really forthcoming and, and, and helpful. So, and yeah, you know, podcasts like yours are, are superb. There's a, a great list of um, resources just just in your archive already. So yeah, it's a, a really good thing to be doing. No, I really appreciate that, Mark. And again, thanks so much for taking the time to come on and speak to us today. Um, it's been really insightful, been really helpful, and it's, it's great to hear some of your experiences. You too, it's great. Right, thank you.